Hi, guys. <laughs> I don't know why I'm smiling. This is terrifying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Jessica. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from sexual abuse, materialism, control, and shame. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. Habakkuk 1.5. I read these highlighted words from a Bible that my friend had passed across the road to me during a Sunday service. I was 17 years old, sitting in a church pew, and I had just listened to our head pastor sharing out with our congregation that our youth pastor was being fired for moral failure. And just as this verse promises, I truly had no idea what the Lord would do over those next 13 years. I grew up in a home with two loving parents who strived to protect, provide, and care for myself and my two older siblings. But we had our share of struggles, and at times my environment felt unpredictable. My dad, now sober for 23 years, praise God, had struggled with alcohol up until I was eight years old. I recall a significant shift in our home and in my relationship with my dad when he walked away from alcohol. But I had learned to internalize my emotions and was a serial offender of, I'm fine. My parents took us to weekly church gatherings and I recall having questions about God, but I never fully grasped the weight of my sin and how it had separated me from God. I often felt that I needed to prove myself to God and that only striving and being a good person would get me to heaven. While outwardly I excelled in acad academics and athletics, inwardly I wrestled with anxiety and feelings of being unworthy. By high school, I was heavily involved in sports in my church's youth group. It was during this time that I experienced sexual abuse at the hands of my youth pastor. He had groomed me for two years, building trust with me and those around me before acting on predatory thoughts after I turned 17. I had never had a boyfriend, I craved attention from him, and I initially relished at the feeling of being chosen. But I grew anxious about this secret he wanted me to keep, and I began to isolate. Initially, I wrestled with coming forward because I was so ashamed. But I felt the Lord urging me to speak up. I came forward to our pastor and my family, and that day my youth pastor was fired. While I am thankful that my head pastor believed me and fired him, they did not proceed with any legal action, and the gossip and rumors swirled about an affair. I felt so much guilt and shame about what had happened, and I was determined to put it all behind me when I went to college. In the Lord's kindness and pursuit of my heart, he placed a woman named Cindy in my path, who had served with our youth group. She began to meet with me on a weekly basis. During the summer before I left for college, we studied the Psalms together. In a time that I probably should have run from the church and from God, he was ushering me back in through the obedience of this faithful servant and reminding me that he was at work in my life. Over the next few years, I grew in my relationship with God and began to understand more about his love for me. After graduating, I moved to Dallas and quickly jumped into membership at Watermark and I joined a community group. Even though I was involved in community and serving, I was privately and slowly developing a pattern of overspending and seeking comfort in possessions. By 2016, I had started to accumulate thousands of dollars in debt with no real plan of paying it back. At the urging of my community group, I decided to come to Regeneration 
in hopes of getting my spending un under control and trying to identify some of those root issues. But looking back, I wasn't ready to give up control. I half-heartedly went through the process, not completing the steps fully and skipping the weeks when I didn't feel quite up to it. I know the Lord used this process to grow my understanding of him, but I still craved my sin more, and I believed I could hold on to both. I was grieved by the consequences of debt and the stress that I felt, but I wasn't grieved by how this was hurting my relationship with God and creating distance. My desire for control and keeping up appearances outweighed my submission to God and his word. By December 2017, my materialism was all-consuming. I had accrued over $55,000 in credit card debt on top of the $20,000 in student loans I still owed. I was depressed and anxious, but I would continuously believe the lie that I had everything under control. I convinced myself for years this wasn't that bad compared to other struggles I saw, but my friendships and my relationships with my family suffered at the expense of this growing addiction. I couldn't see how badly the sin was destroying my life, and I kept turning back to it. In January 2018, I began to seek out help from a money the Money Wise program here at Watermark. The Lord began to convict me to honestly start changing my patterns. In Money Wise, I created a budget and made a plan to stick to it. I even saved up an emergency fund within six months. I was making progress on my debt, but within a year, I had retreated to old spending habits and I had convinced myself it wasn't possible to change. In these moments where I felt like I wanted to give up, the Lord began to show me the importance of community and mentorship, and I surrounded myself with accountability more fervently. I was able to admit my struggles to the women around me and seek help before giving in to the temptation to spend. I began meeting with Stephanie, my one-on-one -on -one mentor, who I got connected with that had served at MoneyWise. I was finally having success and began aggressively paying off my debt. I certainly slipped up, and I even struggled to confess at times, and I felt a need to control and conceal my sin. This led to pain and broken trust between myself and my friends. But the Lord continued to do a work in my heart, and he wasn't giving up on me. By 2020, I had paid down about $20,000 of my credit card debt. But in all of this, I still found myself feeling anxious. Why was I still struggling with anxiety and shame if I was being faithful with my finances? I decided to seek out a Christian therapist to begin trying to process some childhood wounds and the sexual abuse that I never fully committed to processing. Shortly after starting therapy in August 2020, I was invited to a ministry for women walking through sexual abuse recovery called Courageous Hope. These women and this curriculum had given me an opportunity to fully focus on the pain of sexual abuse and how it had directly impacted my view of God. During my time in Courageous Hope, I recognized that this abuse wasn't my fault. I continued to feel seen, and I had an overwhelming, sen overwhelming sense that I wasn't alone. I didn't realize how much shame I'd been carrying and how much I still blame myself for what had happened. I allowed myself to be angry, and then I began to grieve all of the things I lost from the abuse. I grieved my first kiss being with the perpetrator. I grieved not being protected by the church. I grieved a place once feeling safe, now feeling unsafe, and being weary of church leaders. I grieved being baptized by my perpetrator. I hadn't realized that so much of my view of God 
was still clouded in many ways by sexual abuse. I hadn't really invited God to help me heal this wound in my life. Over the course of those 12 weeks and beyond that time, I was able to address these lies that I'd been believing. My trust in the Lord grew. I was able to recognize triggers, how they impacted me, and the tools to communicate with others around me instead of shutting them out. As many of you know, recovery is a lifelong process. It doesn't end after region or after courageous hope. But God has given me his word, his spirit, and his people to allow me to find true healing and freedom from the pain and addictions that once ruled over me. I have the honor of leading a group of women at Courageous Hope. My family has had the opportunity to hear my story and understand how God has worked in these areas of my life. I've been given tools to communicate, and instead of isolating in these hard times, I'm now able to reach out and ask for help or ask for prayer. I have now paid off $49,000 in credit card debt. (laughs) Thanks. Feels good to say that. Um, And I will be free of credit card debt completely this October. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I plan to be 100% debt-free in the spring of 2023 for my student loans. The best part of paying down debt and walking through this with God and community is that it allowed me to see my desperate need for him. The Lord has not only changed my habits, but he has changed and renewed my heart. One of my favorite verses that I've continued to cling to as I've worked through recovery has been Isaiah 42:16. I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. That's a promise. Tonight, you may be sitting in the audience thinking, there's no way your story can be redeemed but I'm here to tell you that there is a God who loves you and cares for you more than you could ever imagine. If sexual abuse is a part of your story, you are not alone, and it was not your fault. The Lord grieves the injustice that took place. He loves you more than you could ever imagine, and he desires to have a relationship with you. My name is Jessica, I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from sexual abuse, materialism, control, and shame, and to God be all the glory.